Today on CityCast Chicago, Lollapalooza opens tomorrow, and that means packed public transit and half a million people soaked in glitter and sweat and beer making their way in and out of Grant Park. Chicago Public Health Commissioner Dr. Allison R. Woody said Tuesday that despite the city heading, and I quote, backwards with COVID cases, Lala won't be canceled. Washington Post reporter Kim Bellware talked to people about why that may be a bad idea. I mean, anybody who goes to a music festival has probably at some point left covered in some liquid that didn't come out of their own cup or their own body. And and when we think about this, we know that this is primarily how the coronavirus is transmitted. It's it's transmitted through respiratory droplets. It's Wednesday, July 28th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. I haven't minced words about how I feel about Lollapalooza. I've gone before. It was decent. I still think it's a little overhyped and probably not a great idea for 2021. But I understand why people are attending music festivals this summer. They want to be outside having a good time, listening to mostly comprehensible music, competing with other barely comprehensible music. Yeah, Lala is never short of critics, even in normal times. But many are saying, no way this year. It's your second time back on City Cash Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. So thank you for coming back. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me back. That's Washington Post reporter Kim Bellware. Kim spoke with medical experts about whether or not having music festivals at this time was safe. The experts that I talked to, who are a mix of epidemiologists and infectious disease specialists, they all said if it were them, that they would not go. But they also said that everybody has to make these calculations of risk for themselves. It's better to talk about precautions you can take and activities that you can participate in looking at it through levels of risk. What stood out to the experts as high risk was the surging Delta variant caseload, uh, the fact that there is still a large unvaccinated segment of the population, and even um, the choke points, the, the bathroom lines, the concession lines, the lines to get in, or the front of the stage where people like to gather to get as close as they can to their favorite artists. Even if you're spread out once you get inside the festival grounds, there might be at least one, two, or three points during the day where you're going to be in close contact and can't get that distance. The experts also pointed to just the nature of music festivals is that you're mixing with a bunch of people whose vaccination status you don't know. Oftentimes people are drinking, they might be using drugs. Um, It might just lead to an atmosphere where people are letting their guard down more. The amount of dancing with random strangers that is just expected throughout the weekend, of course, consensual, of course, safe. But the amount of just like intermingling with people you have never met from parts of the country, you have no idea that is just sort of the norm. Well, and look, I was a music reporter for many years before I started at The Post. I've gone to every single Pitchfork since before it was even called Pitchfork. I've been to countless outdoor festivals, Lollapalooza, Riot Fest, you name it. And I know that even in non-pandemic times, it can be a little squishy because you get other people's 
unknown body fluids on you. You get their sweat, you get their spit, you get the beer flying out of their cups. And that's not body fluids. It's no matter how you say it, it just you could break it down. You could be saying it like purely in context. It's just the words together, body fluids. Oh my God. I mean, anybody who goes to a music festival has probably at some point left covered in some liquid that didn't come out of their own cup or their own body. And and when we think about this, we know that this is primarily how the coronavirus is transmitted. It's it's transmitted through respiratory droplets. There was a recent music festival, uh, a recent Dutch music festival that happened earlier this month. What were some of the things we're now learning about maybe the consequences or the aftermath of that festival? Yeah, this was a music festival in the Netherlands. I'm going to say this wrong, but the Vergnipt Outdoor Festival, it was two days long and it had about 20,000 people in attendance. And to get in, concert goers flashed a QR code and that would show either that they had been vaccinated or that they had a negative uh, COVID test or that they had recent infection. The thinking here is that once they have been infected and recovered, they'll have antibodies. But those are protocols similar to what's in place for Lollapalooza. And even with those protocols and 20,000 people spread out over two days, uh, later they found that led to nearly a thousand infections among concert goers. So if a thousand or 20,000, what's that? Five percent. If Lala is a hundred thousand people a day, potentially, at four days, that's 400,000. What's that? 20,000 at 5%. I understand that it's not, uh, you know, we shouldn't compare equally, but, you know, that's a lot of potential cases. Yeah. And that's what a music critic, Jim Gatis said. He did that calculation while I was talking to him. And he said, if 5% of one day attendees wind up with an infection, that's 5,000 people. And he said, that's horrifying. Um, We also have to think about this in context of Chicago's current numbers. Dr. Allison Arwady of the Chicago Public Health Department held a news conference and said that while she sees the numbers that are still in an okay area, they're going in the wrong direction. So I want people to be concerned, but but I don't want there to be unnecessary uh, panic at this point. I just want to make sure people get vaccinated is the most important thing. I mean, they were down low enough in May to where Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Dr. Arwady made a whole commercial with Perry Farrell. Who a whole founded, commercial. Right. Um, you know, really touting <laughs> this. You know, live music is back. Lollapalooza is a go. And, uh, you know, it seems like the city certainly has a lot invested in this. So I'm not surprised that they haven't had any discussion on uh, pulling the plug on that. We are headed backwards. We've, we're now at, what, 14 states on the travel advisory list. What were the updates for Lala protocols? Have they changed over the last couple of weeks? Initially, when the city said live music was back, they went through the protocols of uh, you have to show proof of vaccination or a vaccine record, or you have to produce a negative test within 24 hours. Later, that showed up on Lollapalooza's FAQ as 72 hours. But the other thing that I found pretty frustrating that the festival hasn't answered is Lollapalooza is four days long. A 24-hour period, you know, doesn't hit every single one of those days. If you get tested on uh, Wednesday evening, then that negative test is not necessarily going to be good come Saturday when you're trying to go in. And people have asked, Mm -hmm. do I need to get tested? Do I need to show a negative test 
for every day I'm there or just for one day. And the festival hasn't really provided any clarity on that. So, um, you know, it's not clear how they're going to handle that at the door. But the other thing that, you know, I've noticed from years of going to festivals is they're very good about keeping people from bringing in uh, water and, and maybe weapons, but they don't catch everything. And uh, the people who are working security, you know, I'm not sure that they're um, really trained or that they're even really interested in, you know, hassling with eager festival goers who just want to get inside about does this fall within the 24-hour window? Does this fall within the 48-hour window? It just, the lack of specifics around this, to me, signal that this is not something that's going to be rigorously enforced. Yeah, I mean, they can barely, you know, protect all of the gates. I can't even imagine a protocol for if a person's test or vaccine card is viewed as ineligible. How are you going to get them out that line? Like what what way are you going to move people logistically? You talked a little bit earlier about mu music critics, Jim DeRogatis, who co-hosts the show Sound Opinions. You know, he's always been very critical of Lala. Uh, but what were some of the specific things he talked to you about in regards to this year's? Well, one of the biggest things that Jim mentioned was that you know, Lollapalooza, which he criticizes for being just a huge conglomerate that, uh, you know, really harms local venues because of just the, you know, kind of draconian way they seem to suck up resources and attention in town when they come in. Um, he was really worried about what the knock-on effects to these local venues that when Lollapalooza leaves town, they're still here. They employ many more people throughout the year than Lollapalooza does on a consistent basis. This is where, you know, local acts get their break. This is where people get exposed to their, uh, you know, favorite new band. And it's just part of the fabric of the community in a way that he says Lollapalooza isn't. I think his specific quote was, you know, you tell me what kind of community is built at a festival where they're catering to both Limp Bizkit and Journey fans. Um, so his argument was that it's really the local venues who have been the most vulnerable since a year of shutdowns. They are just coming back now. And if there is a super spreader event at Lollapalooza, if the festival pushes a spike in numbers in Chicago that forces the city to go back into some of those stricter lockdown protocols, which would include limiting indoor music, indoor venues from operating, then he doesn't think that they're going to recover uh, from another shutdown. What can festival goers do to lessen their risk of getting COVID? First of all, get vaccinated. Uh, obviously, if you get vaccinated right now, you are not going to be um, protected to the point where it's going to be useful for you. But um, if, if vaccination is something that you can do, you should do it regardless. But if that window is passed and, and, and you're not vaccinated and you really need to be extra cautious, then wear a mask. You can make it cute. You know, I believe in people. They can find they can find a way. Not always the most fun, especially when it gets hot and really muggy. But um, health experts said that can that can really be um, that can make a big difference. So wear a mask. Um, keep as much distance as you can between other people. It might mean not cramming to the front of the stage to get that view that you'd like and sitting a little far back on a picnic blanket just to make sure that you have, you know, a bit of a perimeter around you. So really masking, uh, keeping as or keeping around people that you know and keeping as much distance as possible are some of the best things that you can do to lower your risk. Well, here we are. 
Lollapalooza is taking place starting Thursday, running through Sunday. National news reporter for the Washington Post, Kim Bellware, joined us on CityCast Chicago to talk us through it. Kim, I appreciate you. Thanks, Jacoby. Kim mentioned Dr. Allison R. Woody, who did say she felt like the city has taken necessary precaution, but warned. Don't attend, Lala. Really, don't attend. If you develop any symptoms of COVID-19 and you haven't taken a test, even if you're fully vaccinated, and if you've tested positive for COVID in the last 14 days, do not attend. When we come back, what a music fest in Miami last weekend looked like. Okay, real quick, three easy steps. Step one, invite friends to subscribe to our newsletter. Step two, get rewards. Step three, everyone wins. Check out all the details on our new referral program at chicago.citycast.fm slash referral. Last weekend, the Rolling Loud Music Festival took place in Miami. It's a three-day hip-hop festival and one of the biggest in the country, featuring acts like Travis Scott, ESTG, and Meg Thee Stallion, plus hundreds more. Freelance music journalist Tony Centeno was there and wrote about it for the Miami New Times. We wanted to know what a multi-day festival looked like in 2021 in the age of COVID. I saw the video when Bobby Schmurda came out yeah. and sort of sauntered on stage, cool, like only Bobby can be. And I was yeah. just looking at how close the crowd was to each other, how much, how on yeah. top of each other they were. Did you feel like it was, you know, maybe topping out at 80 to 100K a day? Or do you think in total? Or do you think every day it was popping? Like I think that? I want to say like every day was like that. You know what I mean? Like, um, I can't, I, like, I can't, I don't know the numbers exactly. I don't have those on hand. But I can feel comfortable saying that kind of measure, you know, for each day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when I think about Lala, they often give the estimate of like 100K a day. But we know, honestly, just from the motherfuckers who jumped the rails, it's, it's about <laughs> 100, a good couple hundred, maybe even a thousand people getting in just on the low, low. Exactly. So, Tony, what was it like at Rolling Loud this year? You've been before. But, you know, we're still in a pandemic where there are extra hand washing stations or a lot of people masked up. I did see an overabundance of hand sanitizers, you know, like towards like the bathroom areas. And, you know, people were just, you know, encouraged to stay safe. You know, it was pretty hard to social distance there with everybody that was there. There was no masks a lot, um, you know, amongst uh, the festival goers, uh, people who were in the mosh pits. I'm pretty sure if you saw videos of the crowds, you didn't see a lot of masks either. Yeah. Um, a mass mosh pit is not, <laughs> not usually what those yeah, two things don't even go together. Like, exactly. what's the point of wearing it's a mask? Like a, it's like an oxymoron at this point, right? But it, exactly. <laughs> it, it was kind of like on everybody to do what they could to stay safe. But I would just say, like, as you know, a whole, like, I don't think that it was as revered as you know people would want them to be. Did you have any time to talk to people, whether in VIP or GA, to see how they felt? You know, yeah. What what was that that sentiment? Did people feel safe? The people that I talked to was a lot of like various different people. You know, you had you know middle aged people, you had uh, younger people, which really were the people who did not really care as much as about you know the the threat of the Delta variant and stuff like that. I know I spoke to one one woman who had brought her niece down from Chicago actually, and. She had said that, like, she knew what was what was out there, but, like, she just seemed, she thought that, like, if everybody around her looked safe, then, you know, everything would be okay. So, I mean, that's that's her opinion, you know, and I'm pretty sure there were a lot of people like that. 
But I think that the people who will really be concerned about it probably just didn't go. Every person that I talked to was not like hesitant or, you know, um, you know, scared of being there. They embraced it. It's one of those things where you just got to, you know, if you accept the risk, you accept the risk. If not, you know, you, you're more careful. You know what I mean? Tony Centeno is a freelance journalist out in Miami. Tony, thanks for joining CityCast Chicago. No problem, man. Peace. What we do know right now is that we don't know for at least a month if Rolling Loud and Lala are super spreader events like some people think they could be. But Chicago Department of Public Health Commissioner Allison Arwoody admitted, of course, there will be cases. You know, I'm certainly hopeful that we won't see a significant problem. Uh, and I certainly know we're being a lot more responsible than many other settings. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. The city council remains stalled on the Anjanette Young ordinance, which would ban no-knock search warrants. They also didn't vote on ending the city's problematic gang database. No timeline has been set for either of these ordinances. The mayor's program to replace lead service lines and homes across Chicago has moved pretty slow since she announced it last year. Now, any household with kids under 18 that meets the income requirements can apply to have lead lines removed at no cost. And some good news to get you through. Lala isn't the only festival happening this weekend. Fiesta del Sol, Pilsen's largest Latino festival, will be at Cermak between Ashland and Morgan. There's music and food, carnival rides, but also vaccines and an immigration expo. Remember, for more Chicago stories and events, you need to sign up for our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Freelance milk. And here we go.